was a man, his name's Aaron, and he had a master plan, he had a friend, his name's Merlin, and that's where it all began, Welcome to another completely perfect episode of The Complete Story. I'm Chuck Krivanik. And I'm Miles Jensen. And today we have the great pleasure of speaking with two of our operational leaders, the guys who make it all happen, Chet Kastner and Luke Eichbauer. How are you guys doing today? Good morning. Doing great. Doing good. Good morning. It's good to be with you guys today. Ditto, ditto, ditto. Well, we want to start out. Why don't you start out just to uh, introduce yourselves? Uh, we'll start with you, Chet. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you wound up here at Complete Recovery. Yeah, definitely. So again, my name is Chet Kastner. Um, I've been in call center, the call center industry for 21 years now. I started my career back in the day in uh, 2000 at Discover Card doing collections. Um, I was blessed to work my way up the ladder pretty quick at Discover Card, and then I was offered a job to uh, lead a center in Victoria, British Columbia, out there in Canada. So I moved to Canada for a couple of years, and then I had a call from Comcast one day when I was out in Canada, and they said, hey, we've heard some good things. Do you want to maybe apply for a job here at Comcast? So I took a leap of faith. I moved from Canada and uh, moved back to Utah, where I was blessed to get a job at Comcast working with Luke. And then uh, I moved to Colorado Springs a few years later to uh, take over uh, loyalty for the West Division of Comcast, and then uh, my my path led me here back in uh, 2020, um, where I you know I, I obviously have a history with Luke and have a history with Merlin, um, so our paths crossed again, and I joined Complete Recovery in uh, July of 2020. That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like you've been been around. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and how about you, Luke? Yeah, again, my name's Luke Eichbauer. Um, like Chad, I've had. 20 plus, I think like 27 years of uh, call center experience. I started out with a company called TCI, which um, was uh, a cable company that ended up being acquired by AT&T Broadband and then Comcast. But I was with the same company um, for 23 years. The first, I started out much like Chet. I was actually finishing college and, and I started out working nights and weekends on the phone. Um, and you know, it was supposed to be a, a short-term job until I uh, finished college and got my degree and went on to my real career. But I just fell in love with call centers and the energy. And I spent two couple of years on the phone and then started out uh, taking on different leadership um, positions and, and jobs with different levels of oppor- or, uh, responsibility and opportunity. Um, the final role I had was when I was working with Chet at Comcast with the West Division Collection Center of Excellence, and, and I was the Senior Director of Credit and Collections for the West Division. Um, when I left Comcast, I took a few months off and, and uh, had some kids getting married. Or, well, my daughter was getting married, and, and uh, so we took, took a little bit of time off. She was getting married in Savannah had the holidays off, and then uh, started back up here consulting in, uh, I think it was probably June of 2017, and uh, Merlin and Aaron came to me and said, hey, we, we don't want you to leave. I, I'm never never quite sure why, but <laughs> but uh, the rest is history. Yeah, here you are. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Um, today, we wanted to talk, we thought, to, who better to talk to about one of our uh, pillars, um, 
integrity. And based on our definition here, we do the right thing and are ethical in our decision-making. We are honest, transparent with each other and transparent with each other. So what I would like to ask you guys is what, how do you bring that integrity into the workplace and, and what are some things that challenge that? Yeah, it's a good question. I'll start there. I mean, as far as integrity, one of the things that really um, that I, I try to live by on a daily basis is what do you do when nobody's looking? It's one of those things where when nobody's watching you, how do you operate? I mean, it's very easy to put on an act and to put on a show when somebody's watching to see you can really live up to, you know, your 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 kind of highest gear. But if if people aren't list, if people aren't watching, that's really what I believe is is the true integrity, uh, meaning that. Others around you, they don't necessarily know, you know, what you're doing, but you still know that you're acting with ethics and, and you're acting with respect. One of the lines that I live by is transparency equals trust. And that's one of the things that Luke and I really try to do with our employees is making sure that anytime that we can communicate a message and we can just give the facts, I mean, whether we it's, it's right, wrong, indifferent, and we agree or disagree, it's just making sure that we can be very transparent with our employees um, and just let them know exactly where we're going as, a, as an organization and just, you know, give them the, the facts that we have. So integrity for me is is how do you operate when nobody is looking? And that is really, for me, the, the true definition of integrity, making sure that you have that high moral compass and whether you know I've got my boss looking at me or whether he's in the room or not in the room, I'm going to act with you know, my A-game and integrity on a daily basis. Great answer. Yeah, I, I you know, feel much the same. When I look at integrity, I think if you strip everything away, Integrity, you can always have your integrity, right? I mean, whether you, you could lose your job, you could be homeless, but integrity is kind of the core of, of somebody. And if, if you don't have integrity, I feel like you don't really have anything because you're building your life on a lie. Um, and from a leadership perspective, you know, I, I, if you don't have integrity, if you aren't honest and open with people and upfront and transparent, as Chet said, you, you may be able to fake it for a short period of time, but it, it, it'll start showing through and people will know it and, and they won't trust you. They won't respect you and you just won't be able to lead them. So it's, I mean, it's key to leadership. You've got to, you've got to be fair and consistent with people. You've got to make sure that you're telling them what's going on. And sometimes those are hard conversations, right? Because somebody's just not getting where they're supposed to be. And I think we've all been in those positions sometimes where we either had to receive or give that message. And if you aren't open and honest and transparent in that message, there's no, there's no way they're going to be able to either fix that behavior or decide, Hey, maybe, maybe what I'm doing isn't the right thing for me. Let me find something that, that works better for me. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Both, both of you guys kind of, it, hinted on it or not hinted, but, but really emphasize that, that it starts with you first. Right. And, and, and then it, it's much bigger than just you though. It's, it's setting the ex example to others and, and helping bring others into that same kind of expectation of, of holding yourselves accountable to that, that honesty and, t and integrity. Um, but it, but it starts with you first, right. And, and what you're doing, um, in the workplace, at home, anywhere you're at. And it's, it's not it just integrity doesn't start, start when you get to work and it doesn't end when you leave. It's, it's kind of a way of, uh, a way of your life, the way you, the way you live your life. Agreed. Yeah. I remember growing up. Um, so if, if you, if you get to know me or you ask people that really get to know me, I'm a horrible liar. I, I just can't lie. I always tell on myself. In fact, I've had bosses tell me, why would you even tell me that? But when I was growing up, my dad told me, he said, look, son, everybody's going to make mistakes. You're not going to do anything that I didn't do. And if you did, I'm still going to love you. But I'll tell you what, you own up to your mistakes. 
you're honest about it and you take uh, accountability and responsibility for him and you'll get punished, but it'll be twice as bad if you don't. And I found out real quick, he wasn't kidding. And, and so like from a young age, it was just beat into me. And so now I have a hard time, you know, like even trying to keep secrets for, for like presents or things like that. I, I like the worst. I think Chet could even tell you. I, re- I remember being in several meetings with him and, and our old boss, Angela, and her yeah. saying, Luke, why would you even say that to yeah. me? Why would you tell me that? I would have never known that. Uh, and you mentioned an, an experience. Has there ever been a time, Chet or, or Luke, where you were confronted with a, a, a situation where you had that choice to tell a white lie or, or act unethically um, or unethically or just maybe maybe not be as transparent or, or, or bring that integrity that we're talking about here. Has there been a time where you've done that and, and where you, what, what brought you to continue to live your, your you know, hold to that value of integrity? Yeah, I mean, I think on that, the answer is definitely yes. The way that I look at it is when we think about just consistency in general, it's one of those things, there's always times where we can you know, to your point, tell that white lie or maybe sweep things under the rug. But at the end of the day, you got to lead by example or don't lead at all. And it's it's one of those things in terms of being consistent. There's certain things when we think about just integrity in general and just doing doing what's right, it's it's making sure that in every example to Luke's, I mean, kind of like what Luke just said, even if it's if it's a small little thing that maybe somebody went outside of the the guardrails or went out of bounds a little bit and maybe they 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 had an opportunity to do better rather than just bypassing that and just allowing it it's the gift of feedback it's getting with that individual or that person where regardless if it's a leader if it's a direct employee and saying hey you 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 did this wrong now how do we course correct and how do we do it better it's all about that feedback and it's all about just just handling it and just addressing it in the moment so yeah there's definitely those situations where you could just turn a blind eye and you could look the other way but at the end of the day if you do that one time, then think about all the, the, the repercussions and all the consequences that could come with that. Because basically what we're saying is we're going to tolerate that behavior. We're going to turn an eye. We're going to tolerate that. And, and, you know, one of the things that Luke and I live by is, um, in terms of just the organization in general, the, the worst behavior a leader is willing to tolerate, we're basically saying that that's okay. So anytime we see a behavior that's out of bounds, we need to address it immediately just to make sure that we can course correct. Yeah, that's awesome. No, as, as leaders, we have to make difficult decisions. Would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And so and one of the interesting things I've found uh, through my career is that uh, there's a ba- you have to find a balance, right? Secrets are no good in the workplace either. Yep. But, but when to share information becomes a challenge for me sometimes. Have you ever f- found that where if you tell somebody something too early or too mm. late it can make a huge difference. Yes. This is a blessing and a curse. When we talk about transparency equals trust, sometimes you can be too transparent, right? You can you can share something maybe a little bit premature and it's not a fully baked plan. <laughs> and then an employee might walk away saying, hey, well, you told me in the very beginning that it was going to be X, Y, and Z, and now it's A, B, and C. And so sometimes that transparency can bite you a little bit, yeah. but I, I still err on the side of it's it's... It, that's the way that we should operate. Fewer yeah. secrets are better. Yep, agreed. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that if there's because sometimes there's things that impact other people and 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 you know jobs and and structure of the organization, and we can't you know we've got to go through a process to make sure that we're being fair to everybody that is going to be impacted. 
And so I found the easiest thing to do is if people will ask you about it sometimes, and the easiest thing to do is say, I, you know, I can't share the details of that with you right now, but I, I will be following up and, and sharing that. And that way, I mean, you're, you're just being honest because, again, it's, it's a slippery slope, right? Once, once you start down, one, one lie, it seems like, always turns into another and another. And, and then, you know, it's, it's, it just trips people up. Um, yeah. I see it all the time. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, and I know this may, um, this example may reinforce the importance of good communication. Um, but I know Chet, when you, when you brought the, the ad car, um, change management methodology here, I just, as you, as you guys are talking, I can't help, but keep, continue to think about that, that methodology of, of communication and how at its core and at, at its um, foundation is integrity, right? And, and um, I love the ag car model in the sense that every person is looked at at, at an individual um, person and how do we help everybody come along? Um, but it's, again, that foundation is integrity and making sure that we're being transparent and sharing that information. And so I just love that model and the, that, that, the ag car model that we brought into the business. I think it definitely helps us. So let's change the let's change things up a little bit here. What when you guys come to work each day, what do you what makes your day a great day? Yeah, good question. Um, <clears throat> and I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I mean, every single day that I walk into this building, I feel blessed to be a part of complete recovery and just the the opportunity and the privilege to lead such a great group of individuals. I get my energy off of the people. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I thrive on looking at an individual that may be in a good spot, a bad spot, a, a mediocre spot, and just creating a moment with them, creating a memory with them. There's, there's certain times in life where you have those little opportunities to make somebody's day. And that's, that's my, my responsibility as a leader is to make sure that everybody feels like there is a culture of inclusion here, regardless of title, regardless of if it's a big flashy title or, or, or a smaller title, that does not matter at all to me. I want to make sure that every single day that we walk into this building, that people feel the energy, they feel the passion, they know that we've got the potential to grow this business. And that's really what inspires me and just motivates me on a daily basis. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that's just a, a it's a characteristic of, of leadership and, and loving leadership is that the people and the energy that they bring. And, you know, when I come in and I, I'm walking down the aisle saying good morning to people and people stop me and we have a conversation and, you know, we just start out that way or, or they say, hey, you know, we I just want to let you know. And I hear this all the time. We really love it here. We love how approachable people are. You know, when we first um, built the building and the way it was designed, my office was going to be back in the executive area, and I talked to Merlin. I said, "I don't want to. I want to sit out on the floor with my people. I don't want to be back here with. I mean, you guys aren't what uh, gives me my energy, right? I want to be out with the fun, fun folks. Yeah, there's not much energy back here. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Except when I play my guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, for me. I, I, I just say ditto, right? Um, I, I I think one of the the things that I love is just being able to come here, work with work work with the people, um, work with our family, right? And and just having that that trust and reliability, and knowing that people that the team is going to be here and and accomplishing some pretty amazing things at the same time, right? And working together with each other, knowing that if I don't know the answer 
within the team, we will be able to answer it and, and um, be able to accomplish it. That's, that's one of the things that drives me. I've got another one because we're you guys are very similarly situated. Where you you worked for some really big companies, complete recovery while becoming a very big company is not big. Would you agree with that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yep. How do how, what? How do you see the difference? How is that? How does that? Comp- how is it compared? Doing what you were doing to you know in a big company to what we do here at Complete Recovery. Yeah, Luke and I, we've talked a lot about this. You want to, you, you say it better than I do. Well, I, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of pros. Um, one of the things that I found working in, in big corporate America or for a Fortune 50 company is if you wanted to make a change, it could take months because you'd have to run it all the way up the cha- through the division leadership, then the corporate leadership and wait for them to approve it. And it was just hard to get things done. And, and that's one of the things I love here is we decide we want to make a change. We can meet within, you know, two or three days with everybody we need to meet with. And then we, we roll it out. And so when yeah. we see things that we need to do differently or, or, um, you know, we, we need to do to enhance the, the business, we can get it done quick and we can pivot quickly. Um, there, I mean, there are some challenges. I, one of the things I really like is in the position I'm in, if I was in a, Fortune 50 company, I would certainly not be spending as much time with frontline leaders and employees as I do. This this kind of compresses that um, that structure a little bit, so that you're you're always involved with the frontline. I'm sure all of you guys feel that, you know. And and you yep. if you've been in other roles, sometimes that's um, you're you, the further up you go in the role, the the uh, further you way you are away from the employees. Now, that I think the challenging part, and we all feel this sometimes, is you have to wear a lot of hats, right? Mm-hmm. I can be, you know, um, putting together a budget one hour, and then under the sinks in the bathroom, turning on the uh, or turning off the cold water to get the hot water to work right <laughs> the next hour. So you can do some plumbing and you know some budgeting say, with people, a little bit of everything. Luke's our our secondary plumber. <laughs> <laughs> We've got pictures to prove it. <laughs> That's right. Keep those pictures hidden. <laughs> the other thing that I would add to what Luke just mentioned, as far as the you know the big company versus a, a relatively smaller company, a lot of you, you, everyone's heard the saying before. You know, think outside of the box. At Complete Recovery, there is no box, and that's the thing that I love is we have the ability to have the ideation, the freedom to make quick decisions. And hey, if they're great decisions, we'll celebrate. If they're the wrong decisions, then we can course correct, and nobody's going to be you know beat up about it. We're just going to move on, and we're going to we're going to figure out what success looks like. So I like that we have no box thinkers. There is no box. And we have the ability to have that freedom just to run the play and do what we believe is going to be successful for the business and the employees. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Aaron asked me a question this week in the break room. He said, do you know the name of every employee that works here? And I told him, yes, I do. Yeah. Now I found out I, I didn't know uh, Caroline Carolina's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Guadalupe. yeah Guadalupe, I yeah. had never, re- cause she had worked for hope for so long, but but that's really nice because I uh, that's one of the things when I worked for a, a much larger company, I always challenged myself to know people. But here we can actually do it. Agreed. Yeah. And it's it's such a it's knowing somebody's name. And, and I'm glad that you went there. When you think about culture, at the end of the day, if I don't know every employee's name, shame on me. I mean, I don't care if there's 100 people, one person or a thousand people. That is on me to make sure that I'm creating that moment with that individual and creating, you know, just just our relationship. So I love in this workplace that. All of our employees, I believe for the, the vast majority, they know our leadership team. We know our frontline employees. And it's one of those things, again, I just I mentioned that title stuff. At other organizations, if somebody sits in this big office or, or has this flashy title, there's sometimes that 
the front line, they they believe that they're they don't have the ability to approach that person. And I, I, I love here, and I hope that everyone feels this, that we are all approachable and we're all in this, in this together um, as, as, as a team. Absolutely. I, you asked earlier, we, we were talking about what brings you happiness, but I can't tell you how many times I hear from employees and, and our teammates and, and frontline agents saying, hey, you know, I love it here. Everybody is so approachable. Everybody comes out and talks to me and says, hi, I've been at other companies and that doesn't happen. It just, yep. it feels like a big family. And, and we hear that time and again. And in fact, that's that's the culture that we want. And so, yep. Um, yep. I, yeah, when your president and, and CEO walk through the floor handing out candy, you know you got to, <laughs> you got something going there. That's right. All right. Well, it's time, I think, for our, our feature that we like to call Chuck's Fast Five. So what I'm going to give you guys is a pairing, five pairings, and I want you both at the same time to choose one of those pairing, okay? So let's, tr- let's try the first one is salt or pepper? Pepper. Salt. All right. <laughs> a little difference there. Uh, gas or electric? Ooh, electric. Gas. <laughs> <laughs> Guns or roses? Roses. Guns. <laughs> Vegas or Wendover? Vegas. Oh, Wendover, I guess. <laughs> you don't uh, have I, to I, take the opposite, the opposite of Chet. But that, I put that <laughs> I one in. I know how to be like Chet. We, we got to compliment each other. For, right. Specifically for Chet there. And then the last one, morning or night? Morning. I'm a night person for sure. Wow. We're, we're the exact opposite. Seriously. <laughs> you well, compliment each other. Yeah, strength there. That's awesome. Man. I couldn't live without salt. Oh, yeah? Not a salt guy. Well, thanks a lot for sharing the, the morning with us here. Yeah, thanks, guys. And it's been uh, great. Yeah, it was great getting to know you and look forward to the great things you're going to do, continue to do out there with to make this place gr- as, uh, as the best it can be and continue to grow. Awesome. All right, well, Chuck, thank you, guys. Miles, great job as always. And to the team, complete recovery. We appreciate everything you do every single day to make this organization and this culture best in class. So onward and upward, the best is yet to come. Yep. Yeah, keep rocking, guys. Thanks. Complete recovery. My favorite.